0: Uh next up is my dog giving his opinions on Slumber Party Massacre. I want to be Tom Atkins. shoes should have been zombie fodder immediately. Movie over.
1: Movie fights. Damn it, Eric is going to watch this movie. Here, put this green jello shit in your mouth. Movie Mumbo jumbo about history, things that exist and uh oh, I better stop or Eugene's going to finish yeah probably has some body odor but man he gets the he gets the ladies and he's a hard drinking bastard I'm like yeah okay well I dream like that too bro make funny about that stuff
0: yet I, I can't be held responsible for your failings sir
1: don't care. John Carl Bickler, sure enough, man, I like that guy. Rule ah, yes, yeah, social media—the downfall of society.
0: Ah, uh, nah. My my mom said something, or I don't know if it was her or was commenting on uh, something that somebody else said about it. This is the worst time for for discussion and argument and and cognitive thinking and blah 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 and i'm like yeah that might be true to anybody who hasn't been i don't know arguing about movies on since there's been an internet because it was this bad in 2003 on rotten tomatoes it was oh yes i, I, I kind of like this movie you're an idiot you should die that's an abortion of cinema like give me a break that's just always the way it's been on the internet now it just yeah. is more vocal with politics
1: <laughs> yeah Oh, good times.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay, well, we got a million movies to get to tonight, I'm sure. So. Oh, we do. I'm curious to see what our numbers will be this week. Uh, but before we do that, let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette, where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this episode of the roulette, it is The Reaping Up Against Malevolent. And I am up first. The Reaping, a former Christian missionary who specializes in debunking religious phenomena, investigates a small town which seems to be suffering from the ten biblical plagues. Uh, And it was funny, I went on to Netflix and it said I had rated this movie three stars, and I was like, hmm, I don't remember watching this movie. So I went and checked my review files, and there was no review in there. So either I accidentally rated it, or I watched it at some point and have absolutely no memory of it whatsoever. Uh, after I watched it, though, while I was watching it, I i mean, some of the stuff looked familiar, but I was guessing maybe just from the trailer. I didn't... I don't think I watched this, and if I did, it certainly wasn't all the way through. But I did do that this time, and it's a decent little flick. It's not bad. I didn't love it, I didn't hate it, and it's got some really good special effects in it. It's got some really... uh, kind of obvious foreshadowing of things. Like when the guy says he comes from a long line of single children. And then a few scenes later, they're talking about, yep, they always kill off the ones after the firstborn. all the second, and thirdborns, They just get, they just get killed. Cause evil death, Satan clan, whatever. And I was like, Oh, so he's the bad guy. I'm like, okay. I saw that coming. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Just, and then it, then it happened. And I was like, all right, that was cool. I, I kind of, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at the, with the ending, I, uh, like the little twist ending that she's knocked up. I was a little, I was a little uh, confused on that because when I thought when they had their little tryst, um, she woke up from it like it was a dream. So I was like, what? I thought that was just a dream sequence she had. I didn't, but maybe they were banging it out and then just fade to black and she took a nap and he left and then woke up in a huff. And I was, I don't know. They just... I thought that was a dream sequence. So now I guess it wasn't and she's the mother of the devil or something. I don't know whatever it was fine. I I enjoyed it for what it was and It was a dark castle movie, correct? I believe it was.
1: Okay. I thought so. Like one of the last ones probably. They're not around. They
0: they're, they're done.
1: I man, if they're still around, I don't remember the last movie they've done. Cuz there were there was this little heyday where they were doing pretty good like back in the late late 90s early knots that uh, they were churning them out and they were I, mean, I, I remember the downfall of that or the, like the beginning of the end was uh, Gothica was mad but then they did rock and roll which was really good but like it did barely got a theatrical release and, and I'm like what? That's a dark castle movie and it's a crime Irish crime thriller or whatever. I'm like that doesn't fit their mold and, and they just kind of went away. I liked their their reimagining of uh, of old I don't know 13 ghosts and Especially Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship was their, I think, their best movie. I love Ghost Ship.
0: Yep. Their first few there were really strong. And then with Gothica, we were both like, oh, Oh, they're done.
1: Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I really liked The Reaping. I thought that was a solid occult thriller. Yeah. Kind of dark
0: story, too, with uh, her daughter getting killed. Like, it was like, know, that's really going there.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I need to re-watch that one. Now, the girl in the movie, the young girl, she, uh... She looks familiar. Yeah, she's been in, um... Like, she's went on to, like, be a bigger star. Oh. I mean... What is she... Yeah, actually, now I'm actually curious... I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Because I remember the last time I saw her, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, uh, this has been a while now, and she's older now, and I'm like, I I know I've seen her in, in newer stuff. I'm not sure if it's like if she's like leading lady at this point, but are you talking
0: about her? Well, her daughter was only on flashbacks. The other no, because, not the daughter. Yeah, the, yeah uh, I
1: got her. I got her here. Here we go. The girl with the really bright oh, eyes. Like
0: oh, Bridge to Terabithia, um, Soul Surfer, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Violet. Beaum- that's Beaudard. the one. There Charlie you go.
1: and the Chocolate Factory. Because we watched that last uh, New Year's with the family, and I'm like, yeah, she's the. I think she's the gum flatchin' girl that always is chomping on the gum and her. Crazy mom. Jumper. Huh. She was in Jumper. Race to Witch Mountain. That was okay with The Rock.
0: I didn't see that one, but yeah. I remember that. Her in the trailer. Uh, Oh my. Sofia Coppola's The Little Mermaid. Oh, video short from 2014, I was going to say. Because they're doing The Little Mermaid, or they're casting that now. Uh, Anyway. Okay. Uh, that's it for The Reaping. Over to you with Malevolent.
1: Malevolent. Netflix original from 2018. Uh, directed by Olaf DeFleur. Something like that, maybe. Uh, um, not that that really ma- means anything, but, uh, uh paranormal t- tween or teens or early 20s uh, people go to rip off uh, unsuspecting People that think they're haunted, and these got these, this crew goes to, to, you know, rid their houses of the spirits, and it's all a kind of a, oh, a sham. But then, of course, there's the one house that isn't uh, a sham, and it actually is haunted, and it twists and turns, but not twists and turns, because you can see everything coming a mile away. Uh, one thing leads to another, and after a while, I'm like, well, first of all, I'm like, why is this PG, or why is this TV mature, because this is, this is like tween horror light here, but then in the end, I'm like, eh, there's a couple gory parts, but, uh, I actually reevaluated my review after a couple other movies that I watched. I'm like, eh, probably being a little too harsh on this one because this is, this is watchable. The performances are okay. The production values are actually quite good. Uh, really good production values. The directing is okay for what it is. It's just a very generic, bland, horror movie that once it's done it's you're out of your brain like I'm actually trying to think like what was the major gist of the movie towards the end something uh, woman and it doesn't matter it does not matter <laughs> but it's light breeze, an hour and 29 minutes um, it went by pretty quick they didn't linger too long on plot development or whatever I don't know it, the lead the lead girl in the movie uh, what is her name Florence I'm going to butcher her last name, Peepaga, <laughs> or Florence something. Uh She, I'm sure she's a fine actor. Wait, no shit. She's the one in Lady Macbeth. Huh. Okay, well, I was going to trash her performance in this, but well, time out. She was awesome, awesome in Lady Macbeth. So... I'll blame that on the writer and the director of this movie, uh, because I didn't much care for her character in this. It was just kind of mopey and emo-ish, but, but now that I know that she was the lead in Lady Macbeth, which was so damn good, uh, her performance in that was almost Oscar worthy. So I attribute that to directing and writing, not her. Right. Anyway, I, I, I gave it one and a half stars, but, Honestly, I mean, I might go to just because of some of the complete whale chum that I watched last week.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll be getting into that very soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for the next round? Yep. Uh, coming your way, Tales from the Hood 2. Keith David stars as a contemporary Mr. Sims to tell blood-curdling stories about lust, greed, pride, politics through tales with demonic dolls, possessed psychics, vengeful vixens and historical ghosts. Mr. Sims' haunting stories will make you laugh while you scream. Boy, I want to watch that. Uh, next up, Death Screams, a.k.a. House of Death, uh, is on YouTube. It's a carnival slasher. That's all I've written down. Don't think you need to know any more. Lastly, Demon House on Amazon. Paranormal investigator Zach Baggins documents the most authenticated case of possession in American history.
1: Okay, heading your way is and I just to clarify, uh the collection that I'm throwing your way well, I'm the first one is The Collection. This is the from 2012. Uh this is the sequel to The Collector. You have not seen this, correct? Correct. Okay, just just making sure. Um A Man Who Escapes from This is the sequel to The Collector. You watch The Collector and this is part two. Uh hour and fifteen I've seen this several times. I love this movie. It's an hour and it's an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, something okay. Something like that. You said an hour yeah. and... F- I didn't know if you were going to say hour 50. 50? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is hour and 15. Like, this... There is never a dull moment in that one. Mm. Um, next up is The Boy. And uh, this is... Uh, there are several The Boys. And this is the one that is on Amazon right now. PG-13. Um, basically a... Maybe maybe not Haunted House with a Haunted Doll in it. Uh I gave it a thumbs up. I quite enjoyed it, especially for a PG thirteen type movie. It's on um, this it's is that? it's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh you said it's on Amazon. Oh did I? I'm sorry. That's Yeah, I
0: no I saw yeah. that it was on Netflix and I I added it to the queue. I just that's the one with Maggie from The Walking Dead.
1: Yes, this is one uh I said yes, like I know, I have no idea who Maggie is and <laughs> That's all right. You also said it was on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All over the place. My brains are something. Um, (laughs) Mush. (laughs) Yep. Uh, This is actually one that my wife watched with me and don't let that detract you from it being a horror movie because I love doll movies and I'm like PG 13 and she actually kind of enjoyed it too. So wow. That for what it looks really creepy. It is. It is creepy, but it's got a pretty decent storyline. I quite liked that one. Uh, Last but not least, this is a new one on Netflix. And I hope I get the name, the pronunciation right, but it's Kuntalanek? Uh, Kuntalanek, maybe? Sure, let's go with that. A group of kids agree to explore an abandoned house in order to win a reality show, uh, which requires them to prove that the stories of the evil, whatever that thing is, are real, and then uh, shenanigans ensue. This is... An Indonesian movie, and it's an hour and 45 minutes, and that is by far the most roulette of the bunch.
0: Uh, I will take the collection. I've been meaning to get that off my list, but the first one... I'm not knocking it, but the first one was... Ugh, what do I always say? Watched through fingers. That means it's gory enough that I'm like, oh god, hand on face, but I'm still watching. Uh but it was a very good movie and I just never got around to the second one because of that it was like oh am I ready for another gore trip like that but I guess it's time
1: okay and for me um this is an easy pick Tales from the Hood part two because the first one is great by the way I do have that on my voodoo uh, and I think that you should give that one a chance that's a really really good anthology movie I've seen the first one several so I think I oh you have okay I, I might actually own it on DVD I, I know I did at one point okay that was a great movie. I'm looking forward to watching part two. The reviews have not been favorable, but we'll see. I like that the original director is back. To I think he directed one or two of the shorts. And Spike Spike Lee executive produces it too. Yeah, at the very least, I'm hoping for some anti Tea Party stuff. We'll see. <clears throat> well, I
0: I just said that Spike Lee executive produced. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> next week it'll be the collection Up Against Tales from the Hood 2. And are you ready to move on to part three of our 2018 October Horrorthon? Oh, yes. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Wow, this is going to take a while. Uh, last we left off, the score was 15 to 15. And I'm up first. Let's do these two at a time. How's that sound? Yep. Okay. First up, this is... Uh, annual horror thon watch, because it's an hour and 20 minutes, and why the hell not? I've already reviewed it on the show at least, maybe two times. Humanoids from the deep. (laughs) Mm hmm Hell yeah. Scientific experience backfire and produce horrific mutations. Half man, half fish, all terror. I just made up that last part. Ah, this is a Corman joint, and we've talked about it many times, but stars Doug McClure! You might know him from such films as Humanoids from the Deep, and um, other stuff, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie is still enjoyable in its goofy, Korman-esque way. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, because I have lots of other trash to get to that I've never reviewed. Humanoids from the Deep, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next up is from 1985, *Hellhole*. Have you ever seen this movie?
1: I uh, I have not, but uh, the cover is incredibly cool. It is on Blu-ray, but I I haven't pushed play on that one. Like you have the Blu-ray, or you just know it's on Blu-ray? No, no, it, it's on. It's uh, Scream Factory released it, and it's one that I've been wanting to get, but I'm like, ah, eh, not really wanting to take the the twenty dollars yeah. risk on that. So, so let's hear the review, so okay. I can see is it uh, worth uh, my purchase.
0: An unlucky wo- <laughs> like you would take my word. An unlucky woman's <laughs> mother is murdered by a scarf wielding killer named Silk leaving the woman injured, traumatized, and suffering from amnesia. So she's committed to a mental institution where they also do experiments on women by this other woman and uh, people, you know, then it turns into a woman in prison mental institution movie where there's a little bit of torture, I guess, but it's mostly like they give them shots to try experiments on them and Then sometimes they die or sometimes they go crazier. Uh so it's not gonna be heavy on your gore quotient for you. When you're I know what you're looking for, you're looking for Ilsa. This is not an Ilsa. This is Ah. (laughs) But you might still enjoy this movie. I mean it's got all the same tropes of those women in prison movies. It's oh, here's the shower scene with lots of eighties bush, and then somebody's gotta fight somebody and Somebody, mm-hmm. then cut to another room where two girls are making out and getting naked and then the orderlies who are always assholes gotta come in and, you know, slap them around and, mm-hmm. and then there's this one head bitch who's, uh, <sighs> doing the experiments and she's bad and it, it's like, all right. And then it's over. It's like, okay. Oh, anyway. it, I, I gotta see this one. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, it's on Shop Factory TV. So maybe I would recommend giving it a watch there. And then okay. you will know whether or not to spend the 20 bucks on it. Uh, but it does count as one of those women in prison movies. It checks all those boxes, but it's not, uh, X-rated hard R,
1: uh, X-rated hard R. Ilson, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of those yeah.
0: crazy over-the-top ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. Boy, you, you started, you started this week off with a bang. Like, oh, uh, just I mean, wait. I haven't even got to your Blu-rays oof. yet. Cause. I mean, a woman in prison movie and rapies from the deep. I mean,
0: that's. <laughs> Well, it's shit that's on Shout Factory that I'm like, oh, I'll give it a watch. Hour 20, hour 30, all right, let's go.
1: You know that the uh, the director of Humanoids from the Deep, I believe was a lady, and uh, all of the more rapey stuff in the movie, that was added by Corman, and she was fairly pissed off about that. I'm not sure if she's completely disowned the movie, but um, that was not her doing. That was, because it, it, that movie gets very rapey.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when the movie started this time, and it, it said directed by Barbara Peters. I was like, "A woman directed this? That's yeah. kind of shocking." But that makes sense now. Oh, yeah. also uncredited Jimmy T Murakami. So there you go. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense now.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, over to you. Um, okay, so last week we had tied. However, I missed one. So actually, and I'm going to review that one now. This was this I, one c- we were... I can't
0: be held responsible for your failings, yeah. sir. I know.
1: I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in my in my chicken scratches of notes here, I'm like, why did I miss this movie? Because this was like this was the best one of well of the new stuff that I haven't seen before. This was the best one that I watched before last week's show, and that is 2015's Hell House LLC. This is on Amazon Prime, and uh, my my personal favorite podcast that I uh, listen to, other than our show, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is The Hysteria Continues. And they had, uh, the main guy there, uh, talked about Hell House. And he was like, this is a minor gem out there in the streaming world. So I'm like, well, shit. If he said it's okay, I gotta check it out. And I'm, ha- I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, this is, this is a found footage movie. Um, but it's done a little bit more in the Blair Witch way where there's not jump scares. It's more, uh, of a really creepy atmosphere. Uh, and it woof it works man it that was some scary uncomfortable shit basically this um this traveling group of uh haunted house performers like these 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 people that put on this hell house they go from place to place every year set up their haunted house and they make money well this particular year they go to this um this old uh, hotel restaurant thing whatever and uh of course, this is one that actually is haunted, and as they're setting up, the crazy shit's going on. To enjoy this movie, you have to uh, have a bit of suspension of disbelief, in that there are certain times where you're like, just get get the fuck out of the house, please. Like, that's your answer, but you're not doing that. Um, however, they try to explain why they're not leaving. They try to explain it, and it's still pretty, like, eh... You got money issues, but mm, your ass is about to get murdered by evil demonic clowns. You get out, go. (laughs) Uh, However, if you can, if you can set that aside, this is a very unnerving and very well made found footage movie. Especially with how it's all laid out. Like the beginning is some crazy shit going on and then you kind of, they go back and show like this is how this all went down and it's, you would like it. I, I am positive you would enjoy that movie. So that's one that I'll, I'll uh, certainly give a rewatch to. Probably it's a good it's a good Halloween type movie. Uh, there is a sequel that I haven't watched yet. It is it's not on Prime yet. It, it's on Amazon streaming, but you could have to rent it. And I'm going to wait until it becomes available just on Prime. So anyway, uh, so that's Hell House LLC. I gave that one four out of five stars. That is a gem. Uh, okay, then next up was Malevolent, which I reviewed. Next up, Halloween 3 season of The Witch. And I won't spend much time on this because I have talked about this movie, uh, time and time again on our show and my love of this movie. This is, uh, it's probably my favorite of the Halloween movies. Just, I love the incredibly dark storyline. It's dark and twisted and in the downbeat ending. Um, it's this and Halloween 2 are kind of back like, I go back and forth on which one's my favorite. But, uh, I mean, Tom Atkins is in it, railing some young chick and carrying around a six-pack of beer. He just – he's just, just – he's – oh, he's awesome. I, <laughs> I want to be Tom Atkins. Yeah, but um, he looks like he smells like garbage. Oh, he oh, – yo, just like – he looks like he had bad acne in high school and just mustache and probably, yeah, probably has some body odor. But, man, he gets the – he gets the ladies and he's a hard-drinking – bastard.
0: <laughs> He's the kind, uh, He has the kind of look that like if you were walking down an alley in New York City and a dumpster lid flew up and he just popped out,
1: you'd be like, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Can I have a beer with you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's a great movie. Uh, I, the, the fact that it is such a Halloween season movie, I can't imagine watching this any other time other than Halloween because it is specific to that actual holiday uh, it's great I love it I love 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 the movie this time I can tell much like some of the Friday the 13th movies I've watched this movie so many times that it's starting to almost get too familiar to me where it's like oh I've seen this so many times it's like I still love it but I I might take a break next year maybe same with the Halloween 2 I've man I've watched them so damn many times I'm just and I love them but I need I need to find more gems in the rough 80s slasher movies. There. Back to you. <laughs> yes.
0: I understand what you mean. Uh, okay. Next up was Psycho from 1960 directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Have you watched this movie ever? Yes. Oh, several times. times. Uh, not not going to spend time on this one either because we all know it. We all love it. It's a good movie. Um, I like how it is constantly kind of shifting genre. It's one thing, then it's another thing, then it's another thing. And that works really well and keeps it very interesting for me. Uh, I think it holds up. I'd actually kind of want to watch that remake again, just out of stupid curiosity. Um, that's about it for Psycho. I don't know, I don't have much to add for that. It's, it, it's a product of its time, but it works very well, and it's a quite a groundbreaking piece of cinema for uh, then, I believe. Did you, uh, does the, does the uh, shower scene still hold up pretty good? I mean, yeah, this movie is never scary for me, yeah. but it's still creepy. It has moments of creep factor for sure. Uh, next up was The Reaping. And then after that was As Above, So Below. When a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead. And I was very curious about this one from the trailer, but then as I recall, you had watched it, and you were kind of like, eh, and so I was like, eh. Correct. And so I, eh, yeah, maybe in October. And here we are. And I thought, you know what, Why I'll give it a spin. Because I thought the premise was pretty sweet. I really liked this movie. I, I give this one a pretty decent thumbs up. Um It is found footage, so some of that premise is wearing, has been worn thin for the longest time. Let's go videotape this crazy thing we're doing. Breaking the law. By breaking into these catacombs and shit. And they do a bunch of stuff that's kind of unrealistic, especially in the first half, where they're, like, getting access to historical monuments and, like, taking them off the walls and pouring liquids on the back so that they can find secret inscriptions and real national treasury kind of horseshit. (laughs) Uh, But once they actually get down into the catacombs, it quite literally becomes a trip into hell. And uh the only way out is down, and they keep going down and down and down, and it gets more and more claustrophobic. Maybe it just affects me personally, but it reminded that the second half reminded me a lot of um the descent, except worse, because there was a very clearly defined supernatural aspect going on here where they're like don't go any further, abandon all hope ye who go through here. And they go further and then they are going through the same mirror images of the rooms they went through before with the same writings on the wall on the walls. And then it gets deeper they have to keep going down. It's just crazy. And just the shit that happens to them and in the, like, shit in the background. I mean, most of the stuff they do after... Once they've already made the mistake and they're in purgatory, which is the way that I view this movie. Uh, spoilers, spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the, the way that they react, for the most part, would be the normal way to act, I think. Except for the camera guy, who at one point, he's the last one to descend down this hole, and in the background, through the camera that it's just sitting there, we see a figure walk by, which is just goosebump, skin-crawling... And he hears a noise and he goes, hello? Is somebody there? Is somebody there? And then he gets up to go look. Like, dude, you've already seen a couple people die. Get the fuck down the hole. Like, I would be gone. <laughs> Nobody would be like, let's go investigate this shit. No, you wouldn't do it. You would be out. And, of course, that's his demise. But uh, I really liked how the story went after all of that jazz. And it got scarier and scarier as it went. And I was glad that they could have had a downer ending. They could have gone for that. That would have been the easy way out to try and look like I'm extreme and I made it hardcore and stuff. That would have been a boring way to go. It's too easy. It, I'm glad that it ended the way that it ended. And I just thought it was a great supernatural trip into hell. Uh, it's not really gory, and it's not super scary, but it's got a couple of just, again, high frickin' creep factor of just, oh, skin-crawling. Man, that is so freaking weird. Uh, so anyway, that was one of the first kind of gems for me in Horror-Thon this year. I have quite enjoyed that movie. And I think you should give it another chance sometime. I will. I have it on Blu-ray. There you go. <clears throat> okay,
1: back to you. Next up is Parasite, from 1982, starring Demi Moore, directed by Charles Band. Uh, not I'm sorry, a whole- can you give me that title is- again? Parasite.
0: Parasite. The Skype is fucking up over here. Oh, yeah.
1: Parasite, it is um, uh, Charles Band Cheapy from the early 80s, and uh, it's an alien ripoff. It's set in the future with future things. Translation, it's set inside two buildings, pretty much, and the uh, post-apocalyptic... Water and whatever, you know the drill. Uh, But there's a hand puppet that's a creature pretty much. And it's, for for most of the runtime, I'm like, good God, do something. And then they do, then they do something. And I'm like, oh, good, okay, I liked that. I think there's a head explosion or some sort of gory shenanigans at the end that I'm like, yeah, it was something. It, It would have been interesting to see this in 3D because it was filmed in 3D. And you can tell it's, like, very gimmicky. Like, hey, the hand puppet creature is coming towards the screen. And yeah, Demi Moore doing Demi Moore-y things. Uh, it was okay. I mean, it, okay. Uh, the transfer, I was hoping for a better transfer. Uh, Amazon's been doing pretty good with... with uh, more HD transfers, but this was, <laughs> this was VHS seventh generation quality here, and it just does not do movies like this any favors. But, Parasite, it counts as a horror. Next up is The Devonsville Terror. This is my third viewing of this, and, um,
0: how, wait, third wait, viewing... Did
1: you, how did you watch this when I have the Blu-ray? I watched it and the very next day gave it to you. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, after I watched it, I'm like, damn it, Eric is going to watch this movie. <laughs> um, because it's, it's wonderful. Angry. I, He's angry at me for not seeing every movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love this movie. This my third viewing. I think I said that already. Who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, it's witches that come back to avenge themselves in this small, Conservative town and oh, they those fuckers get what's coming to them. I loved it, loved it. The be- the middle is talky, but the <laughs> beginning is great, and the end is just yeah, The end is just wonderful. It's so it hour and twenty minutes barely, and I for some reason it just the filming style. It's very it's this is an eighties movie, but it feels almost more like seventies to me. Uh, and I love, it's just got this creepy atmosphere. Donald Pleasance shows up to cash a check and pull worms out of his arm and mumbo jumbo about history thingies that exist and, uh, and then the, just the, all of the bad guys in this, just this they all look like pedophiles to me. They're all just greasy, <laughs> yucky, like, these witches need to kill their asses now and, oh, that ending. Hmm. <laughs> Anyway, I loved it. I, it's a, that's just a great grindhousey, housey, dirty old movie. And that's it for me, so I figured I, I would end on um, that one so wh- that you could, you could chime uh, in on that one, because I know that you watched it.
0: I did. It's further down my list, but I guess we'll get it checked off right now. Uh, I don't disagree with anything you really said. I'm shocked that you said this is an 80s movie. I would have bet the house it's a 70s movie. Exactly, I know. Um, They do a great job of making the town feel evil. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, it, it's interesting that they, the witches do come back for vengeance, but they don't know it. Like, they're, I know. These people are all reincarnations of these people that, from back then, so they don't know. Or they're, well, yeah, that has to be right. And so they're coming after the descendants of the people that killed them. And, Mm -hmm. I texted you towards the beginning of the film when the t- it's set 300 years ago and the town is having their witch inquisition uh, because I was shocked. They killed these three witches in three very different manners and one of the manners in which they did, I was like, holy shit, I am in. I don't even care if the middle of this movie is tall tally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to... Yeah. I'll, I'll explain. We were going back and forth a little bit, and Eugene kept saying, the middle is tally, the middle is tally. And I was like, the hell is, what the hell is tally? And you're like, I don't know, I haven't counted yet. <laughs>
1: I'm like, and, and I'm well, like, you, okay. you're curious about how many I've watched. Though? Like, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know yet.
0: <laughs> I, I, and as soon as you said that, I was like, no, damn it. <laughs> and then uh, there was a long stretch with no response, and I was like, you're really not going to tell me what you meant, what, what, what the middle is. And it was talky. <laughs> Uh, I was, like, looking, I'm I'm like, what's something, Sally or Valley or, (laughs) where's the typo interpreting, um, uh, yeah, stupid spell check. Uh, But anyway, yeah, the middle was talky, but, yeah, that one guy was so freaking creepy, the one that killed his wife. Yes. Oh, he was so gross. And uh, what's his name from Halloween? Uh, Donald Pleasant. Yes. Every movie he's in, he just looks like he's annoyed. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's always just irritated. Like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, ah, oh, let's let's get out of here and leave this old man alone. <laughs> uh, no different here. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it almost had a feel of, maybe you said this, but it almost had a little bit of a feel of Wicker Man. Yeah, it did. Where, like, you know, we're following the, the women that moved to the town, and they're dealing with the children and the townsfolk, and they all keep saying, like, insane stuff to them. Like the one girl was acting crazy in class and she's like My dad says nobody
1: has hair that color. Uh huh. Wh- yeah, why it's just it's so random and weird and all, almost otherworldly. That's probably why I like it so much, is it it just has this totally different weird vibe going on.
0: I do not disagree. I I did enjoy the movie. Good. Uh okay, now I gotta do my turn here. Ah, uh, from nineteen eighty nine, Zombie Four After Death. A woman goes back to the island where her parents were killed. Zero chance that she should have survived
1: that. Because yes, she, but she was running away. You see, yeah, as a little yeah. tiny girl, like of three years old. Yeah, right. Way <laughs> too little to get her ass off the island. She was. She should have been
0: zombie fodder immediately. Movie over. Uh they had been working on a cure for cancer and accidentally raised the dead by angering a voodoo priest. I don't know how accidental it was. Uh that beginning of that movie was awesome. Um then it's just then it kind of became like oh it's just zombie. Yeah. Guy people finding an island full of zombies and No, really they are zombies. No they're not uh then I I did appreciate though that their budget was so small that they could not do zombie makeup. So let's just cover everybody in robes and some soot on the face and zombie. Oh, and mm-hmm. here, put this green jello shit in your mouth.
1: Yeah. Okay, now slowly spit it out while we play in the background. I'm living after death. Damn, <laughs> damn, bam, yes. bam, I did laugh hard at the song. Because <laughs> uh, that song is kind of a recurring thing through the whole, especially when Jeff Stryker is Jeff Strykering. He is. He's got to put on a show for Claudio
0: Fragrazzo. I better stop or Eugene's going to finish. Okay, next up (laughs) from 1980 Nightmare City an airplane exposed to radiation lands and blood drinking zombies emerged armed with knives, guns, and teeth they go on a rampage slicing, dicing, and biting their way across the Italian countryside and I will go spoilers on this one because you can't even talk about this movie without going spoilers in my opinion for most of the movie, I was like, man, this is kind of random. I mean, I was into it, but I was like, are these zombies? Or I thought they were mutants, because they kept talking about radiation, and they mm-hmm. don't move like zombies, and they don't look like zombies, really. They just look like they have mud on their face. And they just run around, and I mean, they will get weapons and shoot people. And I'm like, well, zombies never really do that.
1: Yeah, so, cut boobs
0: off with knives, too. Yeah, all like kinds tough- of weird shit. But they they were like... It was all just so random. It felt like a dream. And it's the movie's called Nightmare City, but I'm just like, this is kind of otherworldly. Like, this is a hellscape. I don't ever want to be in a place like this. And it just was kind of random because we're here, then we're here, then we're here. And it was just like, what is going on? And then you get to the very end. I won't go into too much detail, I guess, but minor spoilers. Uh, when the girlfriend dies and the way that she dies, I was like, holy shit, this, I am in, like this movie is nuts. (laughs) And then you get to the very end and you're like, Oh, it's all a dream. (laughs) The entire movie was a dream sequence. And I was like, huh. At first I was like, well, that's cheap and shitty. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, they captured a dream feel very well. Like that's what it feels like in a dream. It's just very, everything is very random. Random things happen, and then you're over here, and random things happen, and then you're over there. and Like, very much captured the feeling of a dream nightmare, I guess. But I thought it was funny that this reporter guy made himself a total badass in his dream. He's, like, running up and kicking people and grabbing guns and doing all this shit. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I dream like that too, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyway... Uh, after I had some time to think about it, yep, I give that movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed that one. And, you know, that might be the best movie I've seen from um, Umberto Lenzi. I, I don't, I'd have to actually go look at his filmography, but th- thumbs up, man. I enjoyed that. Oh, good. Like, good. legitimately. Not even like, haha, it's bad, good. Like, legit. I liked that movie.
1: Yeah. That's one of his most uh, famous movies. I mean, he's like, I, we've talked about, I, I've talked about Umberto Lenzi before. That is one of his. One of his most well-known movies, that, and obviously Cannibal Ferox, but uh, mm. I love Nightmare City. The more I watch it, the more I like it. Cause it, just, it, because of everything that you just said. It's this weird nightmare logic going on, and yeah, you're here or there, crazy things are going on, and then that crazy ending that works. It, I think it works for the movie. Uh, well,
0: it's like, uh, what's his name? Seven Doors of Death. No, Lucio Fulci. It's like Fulci. The first time you watch the movie, you're, like, confused about what's going on, and then when you get to the end and you realize what has been going on, the next time you watch it, it makes more sense, and Mm -hmm. and you you are looking for that kind of experience of that nightmare-dream kind of shit. Uh, uh, What is... so dumb tonight. Fulci's one that I like the most, with the... The Beyond, or House by the Cemetery? House by the Cemetery. What an amazing movie. I can't wait to watch that thing again, but... Does it ever capture that feeling so well? And, uh, I will be, now that I know that the whole thing's a dream, I can go watch the movie and understand it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Much better the second time around. And I will watch this movie again. Ho ho. I'll be on the lookout for this on, in some form.
1: Uh, okay, back to you. Okay, The Creeping Flesh. This is another one that I reviewed already on the show several years ago, I believe, but uh, I was in the mood for for Hammer-esque type um, horror again. Unfortunately, uh, diminishing returns on this one. I liked it pretty good the first time, and this one here, this time I'm like, "Ah, this is a Freddie Francis movie. But she did a lot of stuff for Hammer. And it stars, of course, uh, the great Peter Cushing and the even greater Christopher Lee. And I think, uh, who else is in? No, oh, those are the two main ones. Uh, but they find this skeleton. or Peter Cushing finds a skeleton and the finger, cuts the finger off and gets it dipped in water. And then all of a sudden it looks like this flaccid penis for some reason. And it makes his daughter turns evil or shenanigans, whatever, back in the... I, whatever. I, I Not a whole lot of it makes sense, but she turns crazy because her mom was crazy and blah, 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 blah. Christopher Lee does Christopher Lee-ish things, and it's okay. It wasn't bad. Uh, but it's like it falls short of the hammer greatness. Uh, anyway, so there's that. Next up is The Evil Dead. This is the new 4K release uh, that I was so looking forward to watching. And once again... Much like Halloween three. Is this the original? This is the original. Yes. I'm starting to get simply too familiar with this movie. And actually, my uh, the Blu-ray that I have, the other Blu-ray that I have because of course I have multiple copies of The Evil Dead. Who doesn't? Um, I, you can choose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> but I got it. You want to you want to
0: defamiliarize yourself with it a little bit? Watch my VHS of it.
1: The old, uh, yeah. I'll non- tell you.
0: I'll tell you. You take something that you're super familiar with, like that, and go watch the VHS of it, where and where it's meant to be four or three anyway. It's no big deal. Yeah. You'll enjoy the hell out of it because it, it will feel. It was like that when I watched the Star Wars uh, VHSs. It, hmm. it was like, wow, man, this just feels like home. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, because
1: here it it looks great. You can tell. I mean, they're, I don't know what else they can do to some of these old low budget movies because it's like, well, that looks. Yeah, it's dirty and grimy and low budget because that's it was a dirty grimy low budget movie, but I'm like I don't know how you can make it look any better than this. I do like the Blu-ray version that I have actually has a uh a widescreen version of it where they've blown up the picture a little bit and they made it, you know, fit widescreen TVs. But do they and cut
0: they cut off the top and bottom then, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the version that I actually watched the last couple of times just because it fills more of my screen versus versus the pan, sc- the square. Yeah. But this, this 4K release only has the uh, 1.33, squ- you know, whatever. And so that's the version I watched. And, and I'm like, wow, this is so weird to watch a big square. <laughs> you know, but it's still good. The movie is still good. Every release that they come out with that they clean up more or make it more better, you can see more of the flaws in the makeup and stuff and the masks and all that stuff. But it's still a good movie. It's gory as hell. And uh, Ash kicks ass. And it's it's still a good movie. Back to you.
0: Okay, after Zombie 4 and Nightmare City, I was like, hmm, how can I get away <laughs> with something easy? Hey, honey, do you want to watch Blade? All right. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a short round. Wesley Snipes is... Awesome. So awesome. I love this movie, and I really like Stephen Dorff as well. Watched this movie many times. Uh, My wife isn't a big horror fan, but when it comes to things like vampires... (laughs) Hang on a sec.
1: All right. I saw that coming. There just seemed to be a buildup of noise going on in the Marner household. So I guess anybody that's interested in uh, uh, a early 70s horror movie that features a flaccid, rubbery penis as uh, the villain, give Creeping Flesh a chance because I guess it won't disappoint? Maybe? What else could I talk about? Um, what else could I give him for an intro part uh, I already covered how awesome, uh, Atkins is in Halloween 3, and, uh, we did that, he's gonna cut all this, because it's nonsense, and I still have some shit to talk about, so I can't make funny about that stuff yet, um, oh, what else, um, Oh, hey, I guess I could quick talk about uh, Hurricane Heist. That was something. I <laughs> took me three, maybe four nights to get through 45 minutes of that until I finally was like, fuck it, I'm just going to fall asleep like I do every night and my wife can finish it because I can't get through that damn movie. So it took me, I think, four nights to watch half of Hurricane Heist starring uh, the rock and roll guy embarrassingly having a... Southern accent and stuff. It got a southern accent. Okay. Sorry.
0: Um within this bag is my nephew's life. Okay. There's something wrong with his Xbox One. Oh. <laughs> He's like freaking out about it. He called me last night. Can you help me? I was like, I'll try. <laughs> So, right now, there's hours and hours of Fortnite not being played that he is very, very upset about. No. <laughs> I need to hook it up and see what's going on. <laughs> that'll probably be my evening. Trying to fix the Xbox One? Yeah. never. I've never hooked one up before, so that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but they, they know. I, I mean, if I can't figure it out, then, yeah. It's, it's correct. Th- yes. Well, I don't think that's the problem. It's just he's trying to download something and it gets to 93 and stops and... I think it's because he's over Wi-Fi. He needs to plug it in direct mm. and try that. We'll see. Anyway, okay, sorry. Uh, what was I talking about? Blade. Uh Blade absolutely whips ass. I, do I need to spend a lot of time on that movie for crying out loud? Uh, I was going to put in the DVD, but then it was on um Netflix. So I was like, all right, let's watch that. And that will come into play later for another review. Just wanted to mention it for foreshadowing next up on VHS from God knows what year Frankenstein, the original. Have you seen the original black and white uh, Frankenstein?
1: Yes, I did, but it's been so long. I remember this was back probably on network television back. God knows when, well, it's a thing that exists and
0: I watched it and it's totally fine. It's got a couple of really odd moments when he chucks the girl into the river or whatever. It's like, ah, oh, why well, okay. Yeah. That, all right? <laughs> um, but it has a lot of great production value, especially for the time with the windmill and everything. It's really cool and creepy, and it counts as a horror. And onto the VHS shelf it goes. Okay, back to you.
1: Okay, next up for me is the Netflix original Apostle. Have you had a chance to watch this yet? No, I was going to wait to hear what you had to say about it. Okay, Uh this was one that... I, we had gone back and forth about, is this roulette or is this not? Like, it's, like, I was contemplating kind of throwing it your way on the, the roulette, but I'm like, you know what? Gareth Evans directing this and the trailer, I'm like, this is, this, this is beyond a roulette. And I am happy to report it is, it is exactly that. It's definitely better than a roulette. This is a legit good movie. Uh, my initial gut reaction to this, I gave it three and a half stars, but, I couldn't quit thinking about it. And I actually... It, the movie's too long. The movie is simply too long at two hours and ten minutes. However, I actually went back the next day and watched uh, about 20, 25 minutes of the middle section just to catch a couple things that I kind of missed because it started to become a haze at night. Uh, but I liked it that much that I went back and rewatched some of the stuff. And that is a really good movie. Those expecting... Like, the trailer is so crazy. You might want to lower expectations a bit because it's not that nuts and going in I'm like Gareth Evans he made the completely awesome uh, safe haven for VHS part two it's not to that level of craziness awesome but it is still really really good and it does have hints of uh, of the witch and I would say Wicker Man I guess Uh, but it's I understand what Gareth Evans was doing in this in that he made a really, really good, well-acted movie. He wants you to get to know the characters in this. I appreciate that. Uh, and it did definitely help as the movie progressed, especially towards the end. This Basically, this is about this guy. He goes to this island where there's this cult that has his sister uh, kidnapped, and they're holding her for ransom. And uh, I can't say too much more about the plot because the less you know, the better. Um, but you do get to know the characters quite well. There is still a good 20 minutes of this movie that could have been cut out, and this would have been fantastic. Um, but as it is, like, it's one of those where it's like, well, I appreciated what he did, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm not sure what you could cut out, uh, I guess, character development, but then it wouldn't, you wouldn't have cared about the characters as much, but it would have made the movie more streamlined and more enjoyable, I guess, but... Man, this is a really, really, really good movie. And when the violence does come, and it's short little bursts of it here and there, it is, it is really, really, really good. Uh, but that ending, they they ratchet up the tension in that movie. It's never, I was never like jump scaried, jump scaried, scared. Is that yeah? Yeah, yeah sure, jump scared? Sure. Yeah, it's I'm movie freaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I hear noises back Guys, there. Guys,
0: knock it off. Be quiet! No! <laughs> oh, he's... Holden's home from school, and he's tired, and he's just... Grumpy. Oh, so bad. And he's whiny, and it's like, Go lay down!
1: And now they're going outside. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's my Apostle review. I give it big thumbs ups. In fact, I the more I think about it, the more I would probably say I'm leaning more towards four-star. Definitely one that you should watch. It's um it takes patience. A lot of patience. It is not slam bam awesome gory horror. This is a very methodical uh paced movie, but uh very, very good. I'm impressed that Netflix Produced this, I believe they produced it, and uh, and released this. This is legit good movie, so check that one out. Um, I guess I should finish, try and finish up my, uh, oh, my so Hurricane Heist, or, oh, he's back, never mind, Hurricane Heist sucked. Okay. Okay,
0: so oh, I they're finished. just charging outside, so I go out there, and Addy's like, they said you said you can go outside. No, I did not. I said quite the opposite, but whatever, <laughs> the neighbors are out, have fun.
1: Okay, so there was Apostle. Next up for me is Truth or Dare. This was going to be fun. Uh because this is not the Truth or Dare I thought it was. And I think this is not the Truth or Dare that you thought it was either. Uh this is on Netflix and I I assumed uh, that this was the theatrical movie that came out. Yeah. That it's not. There's another Truth or Dare and And the theatrical one got just annihilated. Like, people hated that movie. No, this is another truth or dare movie that (sighs) I'm positive, I'm positive is way worse than the theatrical movie that was out. This is just, just awful. Just, just awful. And I sat through the whole thing. And why? I don't know. Because the first five minutes I'm like, "Oh, oh, I hate all of you already because you're characters of tween idiots. Just just idiots, and people... Don't, even tweens don't act like this. You're all way too good. They're all model, looking pretty, and... Uh, and they spout off emo, hipster shit. Oh, I hated it. I hated it. Was it an asylum-type
0: thing? Oh, just this is,
1: is straight-up sci-fi, original-type garbage here. But uh eight, oh, sorry, eight college friends head to a haunted rental for Halloween, but then they... For some reason, that this house just starts to give them uh, dares that they have to do, or they die, and oh, they're just the stupidest people. They're they're so stupid, and oh, and the you can tell the budget is next to nothing because the the gore is well, the, there is none really. It's there's a lack of gore, but they're just also oh, uh, it's it's just one of those new movies where you hate you hate every single person in this movie, and why why do you have to make them so Awful that you can't root for anybody, um, and then you know, like it basically comes down to there's an evil spirit and there's only going to be one survivor and there was one survivor years ago in this house and they talked to her and she's like there, you have to finish your dares you have to go back and, blah, 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 and they do and then for some reason I, I was so I, like, I mean, I'm not going to turn this off I am going to I'm going to endure this I am going to finish this movie and then finally. I guess the only good part of the movie, I gave it zero stars, but the only good part of the movie is the one girl chops the other girl's foot off. She's like, come on, chop my foot off so so that our dare is done because you have to give body parts to this. Oh, I hated this. They chop the one girl's foot off and they're like, let's quickly get you to the hospital to save you. So they're in their truck or whatever, getting to the hospital and and then they they wreck the truck or car or whatever, roll credits. I'm like, so they all died? Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) That is a fantastic way to end the
1: movie. Yeah, Uh, five stars for that ten seconds of goodness and zero stars for the rest. I hated that movie. (laughs) It sounds like Uh, the editor, uh, or editor, it sounds like the accountant had the final say on when this movie was done. (laughs) Yes, it's like, oh, we are out of money that last five minutes. Let's just trash the truck And let's show that off screen, by the way. Let's just, you'll hear the sound effect of them. Truck crashing oh real credits. That is awful. But yeah, and you know the type where like all the all these teenagers or college kids, they all like all the girls have these. You know, they're always they're almost always in their bras or panties. But there's there's, there's no nudity. It's just they're always it's titillating for the tween crowd. Oh, okay, I, I hated it. Back to you. <laughs> well, I don't know
0: what you're talking about with all the titillating for the teen crowd. Um, next up for me from 1982, the Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> uh, high school student's slumber party turns terrifying as an escaped mental patient with a drill decides to crash the evening. And for most of this movie, I was like, okay, kind of as expected. I've. I've I mean, if you'd listen to the show, I've been wanting to watch these movies as you've talked about them because as a tween going to the mom and pop video rental store, those covers are unforgettable and absolutely no way you're going to convince your mom or dad to let you watch them. But I remember seeing those covers. I remember tr- staring too long at those covers when we were at the video rental store. To so we like, oh, mom just caught me. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for most of this movie, it was kind of as I expected it would be. They're having a slumber party. And I, I like that it's over the top with the... This is what girls do at slumber parties. They hit each other with <laughs> pillows and they take their bras off and do strip teases for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure Eat. that that happens. Yeah. <laughs> the <Eat> ice cream. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but then we get to like the third act of this movie and it did something different that I didn't expect. Where they get tired of um, being hurt by this lunatic and they get tired of. Uh, they just get sick of the whole thing. It's just like they all of a sudden were like, fuck it, let's just kill this motherfucker. And they all grab up some weapons and go find him and kill his dick dead. And it was just like, (laughs) I loved that! Like, that was awesome! They didn't, and they didn't, there there wasn't a a flash in the pan of one girl runs with a knife and stabs and then everybody runs away again. It was like one girl runs and stabs with a knife and then since he's still moving, another girl comes out of left field and is like, ah, oh, no, he's still moving. Fuck this. Get him. You know? And then it, it the attack continues and big thumbs up. I enjoyed this movie quite a bit for its third act. I mean, again, I gotta, you gotta kind of be eh, in the first two acts where it's like, "Well, that's some really cliche sexist weirdo, whatever stuff with pillow fights. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that third act, wow. I did not see that coming. And I really quite enjoyed that one. Uh, next up is my dog giving his opinions on Slumber Party Massacre.
1: <laughs> I think he liked it.
0: I do too. I, I think he said, I agree with everything he said. Uh, next up from 2002 rando VHS that I bought. Uh, on the cover of my VHS it says Ice Crawlers, but uh, everywhere else it says Deep Freeze. So Ice Crawlers, aka Deep Freeze. Is a shit tastic, uh, early aughts direct to video sort of monster movie. I, well, I can call it a monster movie, creature feature, I guess. Uh, as basically it kind of looks like a giant, we don't really have much of them around here, a cockroach. It's kind of like a cockroach, but it's like three feet big, and it, somebody, an extra off screen throws it at people occasionally, Ooh.
1: and occasionally
0: there's a POV shot from the, of the camera scurrying across the floor, and occasionally there's an antenna or something, and then people scream sometimes, and and some things are better left frozen. Eugene.
1: Oh, oh, great, yeah.
0: An Antarctic <laughs> drilling station is under attack by a mysterious killer. Will anyone survive? Will anyone care? John Carl Butchler? Is oh, Beekler. John yeah. Carl Beekler. Oh, that's is it. Is it pronounced Beekler? B u e c
1: h l e r. All right. yeah, John Carl John, He directed uh, Friday the 13th, uh, The New Blood, and he's a special effects guy. He did the special effects for The Cellar Dweller. Ooh, I would not use this as a calling card for special effects. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe a, a way to hide your special effects, but... Well, well, what's, what's this movie called again? Uh, on IMDb called *A uh, Deep Freeze. Deep freeze. Oh, an hour or, hour and twenty minutes that felt like a solid two hours. I like John Carl John Carl Beakler, sure enough. Man, I like that guy. Well, uh, it is currently on my trade in stack on VHS. <laughs> mm. Should I keep it? Now you're making me want to keep it.
1: Has it been oh, not, <laughs> has it been released on DVD? Um well in the UK it has, I believe. Oh no, it has. It has. Yes. Okay, good, it I can is. get rid of it then. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm good on that one. It, it, okay. it was it was kind of interesting to take that trip down early aughts direct video bullshit, but eh, no, uh, and typical. Everybody's way too hot. They're all early twenties scientists. Oh um, yeah, and random reasons for clothes to come off, but
1: not quite all the
0: way. And uh, no thanks. Oh, uh, IMDb says more like this. If you like this, then maybe you like this. And the very first one is Parasite. Oh wait, that's from 2004. An abandoned oil rig in the middle of the North Sea. Dr. Kristen Hans. Yeah, I'm sure. No, thank you. Uh, So there you go. Ice Crawlers, a.k.a. Deep Freeze, a.k.a. no one has ever talked about this on a podcast ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to you.
1: Okay, next up is the Boogeyman, or as my UK Blu-ray calls it, the Bogeyman, because it's B-O-G-E-Y, so I guess the Bogeyman. This is Yuli Lamel's uh other awesome movie. The, y- Yuli Lamel directed the Devonsville Terror and also the Boogeyman. And I love this movie. This is oh, a year? knockoff. This is 1980. Oh, okay. I was thinking that isn't there a newer one, Boogeyman? Yes, there is. Yeah, okay. Which is not a remake of this. This that's a its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but this is a kinda of, sort of supernatural knockoff of John Carpenter's Halloween, kind of. But kind of mushed with Amityville horror, like, and maybe The Omen, kind of, sort of, just all just had this big gangbang and out popped the bogeyman. <laughs> uh, but Susan Love is in it, and Susan Love was actually the main uh star of the Devonsville Terror. She's in this as well. But uh two kids see this, see their mom and boyfriend having sex, and... Uh, the, the, boy goes crazy, murders the guy, murders this really assholy boyfriend, and then years later his spirit's trapped in a glass mirror, and the mirror breaks, and bada bing! The spirit is released, and, uh, gory shenanigans ensue. This is a cool movie, though. It has a very similar feel, uh, of the Devonsville Terror, that, that this, not quite like that otherworldly feel, but it's very much of its time, like that early 80s, late 70s, Uh, slasher feel, but I like that they try to do something different with it and make it more supernatural. The special effects are laughable, but they work, uh, in the the context of the movie. Hour and 20 minutes and it's over, so it's, there's hardly ever a, uh, boring part. And this has, uh, a great kill to where this, this obnoxious little twit, uh, he likes to run around this house and, uh, boogeyman! And he sticks his head through this window and he says, Boogeyman! man. And as soon as he says it, the, the window like slams shut on his neck and kills him because it, you know, the spirit is killing the people, whatever. Uh, but the window kind of like goes down nicely and just kind of just rests on his neck and he just, whoa, dead, whoa. And it's like, what? Like in one second, you're dead by this, just, this this window just kind of. Closing on your neck and just bloop dead. And I loved it. I'm like, oh, that's so, just so ridiculous. But like. 1980. 1980. 1980 yeah, that's, that's one way to kill someone, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's a, a slow mirror going, or a, a slow mirror. Good God. A slow, uh, window going down on a kid's neck and bloop dead. Okay, uh, that's the bogeyman. boogeyman. Uh, next up is Ken Russell's Lair of the White Worm. Um, even though I hated this movie when I watched it way, way, way back in the day on VHS. Hey, Vestron Blu-ray! I have to have it because it's numbered, and this is number seven of whatever. Um, uh, Hugh Grant's in this, that's something. Um, Snake Lady is biting people in, in, Ireland or somewhere because there's a layer of a white worm and the white worm likes to have a cold of, I don't know, something. I don't, I had a few grants in it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was mildly diverting entertainment, but it's, it makes very little sense and it's Ken Russell weirdness, much like Altered States and his crowning achievement, I think, is The Devils, which I think was a legit, really good movie, but this is just, I suppose the effects are weird. It's almost like he's trying. He's trying to channel David Lynch, but eh, yeah, it's. Did I mention Hugh Grant in it? Okay. <laughs> yes. Back to you. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Next up for me is so it was Saturday night and. Uh, my mom randomly wanted to have the kids over night, and I was like, Sure. And then, you know, uh my wife had to do a bunch of running around and errands, so she didn't get back till like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Too late for a real date night, but what should we do? Hmm. And she was like, Do you want to get Mexican and rent something off voodoo? And I was just like, I love you more than <laughs> ever. And I said, Instead of voodoo, how about Blade Two? <laughs> So I cracked out the DVD for that and popped it in and we got through the, uh, like, the intro credits stuff was starting. Uh-huh. And I was like, um hmm, don't like how blocky that's looking. Let me see if it's on Netflix. Went over Netflix, sure enough it is. Yeah, let's watch it in HD. Right. So sad to say that the DVD is not upscaling very well in my household anyway. So we watched it on Netflix, and that movie is still quite good. I know everybody likes to complain about the CGI in that one, but I don't have much of a problem with it, just because if we're talking about fantasy characters, vampires that can move in very weird and strange ways, why wouldn't it look cartoony and weird? It it doesn't bother me. And Guillermo del Toro is smart enough to always have it in a odd light, so it's always got a blue filter or a yellow filter or something, and there's a reason for it. But that helps hide some of the dodginess of the CGI, in my opinion. Does it look real? Of course not. Are vampires real? No! So it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter that it doesn't look real. Uh, let it go. I mean, I guess maybe it'd be great if it looked somehow better, but what are you gonna do? Shoot in a high frame rate? Because that looks real? You can shoot real shit in a high frame rate, and guess what? It starts looking real fake. Real quick. So, I will take uh, Blade 2 CGI over a lot of CGI. The story is still pretty sweet. Uh, I think he does amazing things with his color palette, though he always does. Very reminiscent mm-hmm. of, um, Hellboy 2. Uh, just, when he gets in that blood chamber in the end and everything is real kind of bright white light with the backdrop of all the red blood, dark red, it's just gorgeous. Um, so big thumbs up for Blade 2. And I'm sure we're gonna watch Blade Trinity at some point because it'll probably count as a horror movie. Uh, anyway. I'm, you know me, I'm looking for any comic book movies that count. I'm like, hmm, Constantine, you know, <laughs> Constantine, as it should be. Uh, Whatever, I can find to kind of uh, salve the wounds of things like ice crawlers. Okay, next up, Slumber Party Massacre 2 from 1987. Courtney Bates, the younger sister of Valerie and her friends, go to the condo for the... We- um fuck this movie. I did not like that. I was very, I had no expectations for this series, but after the first one was like, all right, okay. I know they're probably just going to repeat the same kind of process, but I'm ready for it this time. Let's do it. And this was nothing like, like the first one. It was, as I've said on the show before, I don't like flashbacks. I don't like dream sequences. I think those are cheap writing. I don't even want to say tools. They're cheap writing ploys. And the majority of this movie was a dream sequence, just like dream sequence flashbacky, nothing, like nothing. And then the girl running downstairs screaming and ruining everybody's weekend. And at a certain point, everybody's like, okay, look, we got, have you ever gone on vacation with a bunch of friends? This inevitably happens every time that I've done it. There's one person who's a pain in the ass. There's somebody who at three o'clock in the morning is running up and down the hallways knocking on everybody's door because, ha ha ha, it's funny. It's not funny. It's annoying and you hate it very much. And this was girl having psychotic freakouts every couple hours, it seemed like, and ruining everybody's fun time. Over what? Over nothing. Uh, these ridiculous claims. Oh, her head was a giant pimple and it exploded and now she's gone. And then they run upstairs and nobody's there. So they call the police and they're like, we can't find this girl. We think she's in the trash compactor, which would have been interesting. And then she just saunters in the door. Like, oh, my friend was having a total freakout, so I uh, went out for a bite. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Also, with the first Slumber Party Massacre I forgot to mention, uh, it's too bad that the neighbors didn't go over to join the party, because if they had, they would have got in on that joint, and I could have made the argument that somebody laced their joint with PCP, and there was no killer, and they killed everybody in the house. Like, that, there is a total path you could have taken of drug hallucination where there is no killer, and it would have been hilarious. Uh, Hmm. Unfortunately, you couldn't quite make that leap, because they didn't get in on that joint. In Slumber Party Massacre 2, again, you could have made the argument the younger sister is the killer. I thought that's what it was going to be. But instead, this guy she dreams about with a guitar drill, for whatever reason, who has got to be the brother of the director, or some shit, with his (sighs) shitty band all of a sudden, she's dreaming about him, dreaming about him. It's not the guy from the first movie. mm And all of a sudden, boom, he, boom, he just appears. And it's like, nah, I'm killing people. And why? Why? She conjured him out of thin air. Like, all right. Apparently, she has Thanos' reality stone. Uh, <laughs> oh, it just... Uh, dumb as fuck from there on. And uh, the songs, it just, the songs went on and on and on. Oh, the songs are on. great. Awful. I know why you like it. I get why you <laughs> like it and it's totally fine. Uh, but for me, I was very disappointed with Slumber Party Massacre Part 2. So, uh, oh, just so much that movie didn't need to exist. Just because, I'm, why am I breaking down Slumber Party
1: Massacre? Two? <laughs> yes, but it's, it's, it's padding the runtime with cool 80s stuff like what I want more is a pie in the sky. What I want and
0: more I do. is a pie, pie in, the in the sky. I
1: love that song. Oh, like, I, I actually wish that, that would be my ringtone.
0: At that part, I laughed, but uh, because of you, <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, all the dream sequences that resulted in nothing was just like so irritating. Anyway, oh, they, were, uh, they, the they next... were around
1: a pool. When they were, They were around a pool, and she was eating a sandwich, and the sandwich had a severed hand in it, and she and threw it and
0: ketchup and Oh, there's something wrong with my sandwich. And the guy goes. Well, it looks like a pretty normal sandwich to me. Oh, except there's way too much ketchup. Like, so it's, <laughs> no. so it's not... And it was a, a ridiculous amount of ketchup. So yeah. it's not a normal sandwich then. <laughs> oh, it, this movie was dumb as hell. Okay. Uh, the next thing I watched was Devon'sville Terror.
1: Okay. All Back right. To you. Uh, next for me was The Company of Wolves. And this is a Neil Jordan directed movie from 1984. This is one that I watched... I'm, this was so long ago that I watched this movie that I remembered almost nothing of it, other than it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I was able to get the UK Blu-ray for really, really cheap, and um, I loved this movie. Loved this movie. This is definitely one that you should uh, you should seek out. It has a. This is the dream episode, I guess. It has a dreamy atmosphere and a. <laughs> A dream thing going on where dreaming dream 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 dream, dream. <laughs> It's fine when it matters. When it doesn't matter, and it do- it's
0: like I'm just yeah, spinning fine. my wheels wasting time.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it does in the context of this movie, it makes sense. Like this girl has a dream and it's basically it's folklore of werewolves and little red riding hood, but done in a very adult way. And this is around the same time of uh well, this is actually after The Howling and American Werewolf in London. But it still has that, those practical effects type, that stuff going on. And although it looks fake, and I, I believe that they did it a little bit better in in the other movies, I love uh, practical werewolf changing effects, and there it's really really cool in this one. But it's almost like there's like kind of sort of a couple short stories leading up to the tale of Little Red Riding Hood. But it is a beautiful movie to look at and it's very interesting very well acted uh, open to some interpretation uh, man was this a cool, cool movie it's on Amazon Prime right now so if those of you out there that have Amazon Prime and haven't seen this give this one a watch it is a big, big thumbs up for me I uh, thought it was really cool and also uh, got a great cast uh, David Warner is in this Angela Lansbury is in it uh, oh uh Brian Glover is in it. You know uh hold on You know Brian Glover? Uh not personally. He was a, he was the like was he the main like he was in Alien Three, he was one of the uh he was Andrews in Alien Three. And you as soon as I saw him I'm like, Oh I I, I recognize this guy. I'm like, oh Alien three, he was one of the Oh, I one know everybody's alien Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, Stephen Ray's in it. He's a werewolf. It's a, it's a cool movie. Uh, okay. We gotta get moving. There's just just an onslaught of horror. Uh, next up is Next of Kin. This is not the Patrick Swayze movie. Uh, (laughs) I was gonna make a joke about that. (laughs) Thank Christ. Uh, it's, but it's, it's still meh. Australian movie from 1982 that Tarantino says is like The Shining. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, it's okay. Something about an elderly home, elderly play like a place it's something like a play good god Eugene. that's all right just take a breath it's this about <laughs> <laughs> well now i got to leave it all in <laughs> okay it's about this rest home for elderly people this daughter inherits it the- <laughs> as opposed to a rest home for young people <laughs> Oh, wow. It's, oh, it's flying off the rails now. Uh, <laughs> daughter inherits it from the mom and strange goings-ons in the house. And I, there's a red ball in the movie that a little girl's carrying around. I'm like, I guess that's The Shining-ish. Or there's a body floating in a tub. That's, I, I'm assuming that that's the main thing that it's comparable to The Shining. Cause otherwise, I'm like, it's just an Aussie, Aussploitation movie. Uh, but, it's kind of boring. At the very, very, very end, it gets it picks up. I'm like, okay, that's now it's kind of slashery, so that's kind of cool. And John Jarrett's in it. John Jarrett is the killer from Wolf Creek, and he's cool. It's weird to see him as a strapping young buck, uh, but uh, it was one and done for me. Except I own the Blu Ray, which means I have to watch it again sometime. Okay, back to you.
0: Uh, okay, quick round from 1986. Vamp. Have you ever seen this movie?
1: Oh, yes, I own the Arrow Blu-ray. Is it oh, good? Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, Grace Jones? Uh,
0: I had a real hard time staying awake through this movie. I mean, whew, this was multi-watch. <laughs> oh, I gotta finish this shit. Two fraternity pledges travel to a sleazy bar in search of a stripper for their college friends, unawares, occupied by vampires. More like two fraternity pledges argue a lot and make jokes like nineteen eighties. like, let's go, bro! Let's do this, dude! And we're gonna... Yeah! Let's put our cash together! We'll get a stripper! It'll be awesome! That's a talking and talking and there's a little bit of vampire stuff and they look kind of creepy and do kind of like Pulp Fiction dance with their finger eyes and stuff. And it goes on and 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 then people flip some tables at some point and it sucked. It was no good, and the vampires have really bad teeth. And um I was entirely bored by this movie. Comedy, fantasy,
1: horror. Have you, you haven't so you said you had a thing, have you watched it yet? Oh I haven't watched it on Blu-ray. I've had it for the longest time, but I the last time I watched that was probably VHS. I, uh, eventually I'll probably get to it, but it out of sight, out of mind and That's how I watched I, it. VHS yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now especially after your review, I'm like eh. <laughs>
0: I, you might like it because it's kind of got that trashy 80s feel of a uh, Night of the Comet or something. You know, I don't know. Just something where you're just lots of 80s, 80s talking. Yeah, no thanks. Meanwhile, let's go back two years to 1984 with Firestarter, a movie I've never seen before, but I found the VHS, so why not? A couple who participate in a potent medical experiment gain telekinetic ability... And then I have a child who is pyrokinetic, starring Drew Barrymore, David Keith, Freddie Jones, uh, Heather Locklear was in this movie. Martin Sheen, George C. Mm. Scott, a very, very creepy role. I did not have high expectations of this movie. I thought, eh, I'll probably be all right. Yeah, this movie was pretty awesome. I, I don't know if you've seen this recently or have a fond memory of it. Or a clear memory of it.
1: <laughs> I liked, it. I have the Blu-ray, I, I liked it. I, it's been several years now.
0: Um. Wow. I mean, it takes a bit for it to get going, but it, it's a pretty sweet story. And then you get to the third act where all hell starts breaking loose. And when she loses her shit, it's hilariously awesome. It's great. She starts shooting fireballs out of her mind and just Blowing people to smithereens. I mean, she's bl- she shot a fireball at one guy, blasted him off the ground, way up in this tree, and he's just like, ping, 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 ping off all these branches, and just, obviously fake, but dead body just flopping all over the place on fire. I was howling. Uh, it was awesome. I quite enjoyed this movie. I wish... I knew they were going to end it that way. I just wish they hadn't ended it that way, like with the dad. I knew mm. that was going to happen. But... I wished that somehow he had pulled through or something, but, eh, it wasn't meant to be. Anyway, for my first Watch of Fire starter, yeah, that's a thumbs up. Stephen King, cool. VHS, definitely staying on my shelf.
1: Excellent. Back okay, to- next up is The Windmill Massacre. This is actually The Windmill on Netflix, but my Blu-ray is called The Windmill Massacre. I... Not quite sure why I bought it on Blu-ray, but I like physical media and I like this movie, so why not have it on my shelf? My second viewing of this uh, movie that I quite liked the first time on the roulette was not quite as good, but I did still enjoy it for what it was. It's a short runtime, fairly predictable, but it's got some good practical gore in it. The creature killer guy is cool. Acting's fine. The supernatural twist to it is pretty cool, but I, I really enjoy this movie. I... I see that it has some flaws, but for my turn-off brain, uh, when I get into one of my turn-off brain modes, uh, the windmill dot-dot-dot massacre fills (laughs) the bill. Um, And uh, speaking of Netflix, how's about some uh, Topher Grace? Why not? Uh, Oh, that, that roulette. Delirium. Yeah, sure, let's watch that, because Blumhouse produced it and... Topher's in it, so it has to be good, right? No, mm-hmm. no, no, it doesn't at all. <laughs> it's if if I would have had it on a roulette, I would have been like, that was fairly painless. There was just, there was some pain, but it was fairly painless. It's a little too long, Alan. Thirty five minutes. He's he's a mentally disturbed guy. That's. Uh, that he has to go to uh, the mansion of his wealthy parents and uh his brother's also crazy and his parents are uh twists and, twist and turns and his his uh social worker or whatever or the, whatever lady that shows up a lot older than him he's she's hitting on uh, it's just dumb, dumb shit happens for random reasons and it's like this this should have been an hour and 10 minutes but instead it's Five hours, a.k.a. an hour and 35 minutes. It's <laughs> it's okay. But for Grace. I actually think that Topher Grace is becoming my Wes Bentley. Oh, wow. Okay. And I just, oh, I'm like, yeah, you're kind of annoying me in this movie. And it, yeah. It, oh, and he listens to 90s music because that's where he's from, so it's you know, Toad the Wet Sprocket. or I don't think Toad the Wet Sprocket, but... <laughs> <laughs> Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> a buggy I don't want to hear that song in this movie.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Somewhere right now, the guys in Toad the Wet Sprocket are like, What the fuck, man? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Wait, whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm nice enough to listen to your shit podcast, and that's
1: the first place you go for <laughs> 90s music? Like, there's so many other places you could have gone. <laughs> oh, this emo goth girl gives him a mixtape. Uh, okay, anyway. Eh. <laughs> Alright. <sighs> we gotta try and wrap this up. This
0: is the last round for me. Okay. Uh, cabin Fever from 2016. Uh, remake of one of the movies that you love more, most dearly in this world. While visiting their cabin getaway, five friends succumb to a flesh-eating disease. And now, after rewatching original Cabin Fever... Uh, what was that, episode 200? Or was that episode 100? That was 100. 100. And having a totally different experience with it, and still not, like, loving it at all, but uh, understanding where Eli Roth was coming from and making that movie, it's a throwback to, like, 60s, 70s kind of stuff, and yada yada, that kind of humor, and Italian stuff, having watched more of that to, quote-unquote, get the movie and the vision that he had for it, I appreciated it more. This feels like somebody was younger than me, had not watched any of those things, did not get Cabin Fever, and was pissed off that the original is goofy, and wanted to make a real... Or, real. Wanted to make a, uh, just straight kind of horror movie Cabin Fever. I think if this movie was not called Cabin Fever, I think you would like it. It's gory as all hell. And just nasty, and gross, and... It's got the dumb ass character in it. It doesn't have any of the tropes of the 60s, 70s, 80s stuff that Eli Roth was going for. It does not have any of that stuff. This is more like a direct-to-video envisioning of that kind of story. It's completely unrelated uh, in tone and everything. Uh, but I think eventually if you could just, like, forget that it's called Cabin Fever, I think you would enjoy this movie. I It's... Got a lot of things that Eugene likes, man. I mean, it is gory as shit. And I can't really complain about the way it's shot or anything. I don't have any major complaints about any of that stuff. It's just, it's not the original and it never intends to be. It doesn't have any of those tones to it. And I didn't, I'm here or there with it. it it's a movie that I watched. Okay. Uh, next up, I get a point for Walking Dead season eight that I watched all 11 7, 50 million <sighs> hours of. Uh, what happened in season eight? I don't know. I can tell you the guy that died... <laughs>
1: don't care. Did, did You not. earned a point for that one, for sure. And that was... Whew, what a chore. Uh, well, that wasn't me. Okay. Last round for you. I've got one more. And then then we'll have to tally up, see where I we're got, at. I've got it tallied up here. Okay. Night of Fear. Um, this is on Amazon Prime, and I've watched this several times. This is from 1972, and uh, this is... One weird, crazy movie. Now, it's not quite an hour. Does it still count? Because it is a movie. Not quite an hour is still a movie? Yeah, I mean, it's...
0: Yeah, it's it's 54 minutes. You know um, what? You're giving me Walking Dead. I will
1: concede okay. this point to you. Okay, because it is like... Just don't make a habit of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen this movie before. And I, this is a... It's almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre before... They made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Basically, it's it's almost, if not completely, dialogue-free. Uh, basically, this lady, her car breaks down, and she's trapped in the woods. And there's this complete raving lunatic that is out to get her and kill her and eat her. And it's it, it has a very much Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe going on in it. Um, it is it's an Australian movie, uh, but it's man, it's weird and. Kind of satanic. Uh, just the feel of it is this guy is like his little shack that he lives in. It 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 kind of is a it almost is like a more devilly version of the Sawyer House in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it's I I really like the fact that no one really talks in the movie. It's just it is what it is. It's she breaks down and she's chased and. May or may not be killed. There's lots of rats in it and horse heads, if I'm not mistaken, and some pentagrams, I think, maybe, and really 70s weirdness, and yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I, I have it on, uh, I actually, I have it on DVD, um, and I figured that the, uh, the quality on Amazon might be better. It seems to be right in line with the V, or with the DVD, but, It was cool if you're into that old-school, weird 70s, I guess, occult-y type stuff. There you go. Cool. Okay. Uh, We got
0: to get this wrapped up. I'd say we do coming soon, but we both know you, all horror, me, all horror. Uh, (laughs) So let's go to the tally. By my tally here, the score is 33 to 31 me. So there you go. Uh, we're going pretty darn good this year, I mean, yeah, we're trucking i and for me, it, like work has still been crazy, so throughout the week, it's a little tougher, but then I get to like Friday and Saturday, and I've been getting up early, and I've been killing it, <laughs> just bam, 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 nonstop <laughs> back to back, back to back, Saturday and Sunday really caught me up this week,
1: uh <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed i was i i actually I was thinking that because I had missed that one last week, I thought that I was gonna pull ahead uh this week, but you you're too ahead of me, yeah. Well, I
0: had the Devonsville Terror that I skipped over, and then I had the Walking Dead there at the end. Where I had, I had two at the end, you only had one. Yes, yeah. there's, there's your extra two. Okay, man, I uh gotta go deal with my kids who are running around the neighborhood doing God knows what unattended. Um, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I will see you next week, sir. All right,
1: thanks. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it's old school. Back to oh, using. It's old school
1: movie me. freaks right here. Yeah, yeah,
0: just, thanks.
1: thanks. <laughs> There's my <laughs> so, It's a South Park closer. <laughs> okay, movie freaks. Ah, oh, bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.